BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code Gabby2024 for 20% off your first order. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It's been another busy news week, and we like to review the major stories of the week here on the Black Information Network. Today, we are joined by Black Information Network news anchors Vanessa Tyler and Mike Stevens to discuss this week's major stories. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right, Vanessa and Mike, welcome back to the show. Vanessa, what's the latest with you? Oh, it's a lot going on. It's been a busy news cycle oh, yeah. every day. Um, it- There's more stories. Uh, There's a lot of stuff going on in the Supreme Court. There is a lot of stuff going on, keeping us very busy at the Black Information Network. Indeed. Mike, my man, Mike Stevens, what's the latest with you, man? Hey, it's just the beginning of the political season. I mean, it's really (laughs) heat up, so things are going to get crazy over the next. All right. Well, it sounds like you both are are anxious to get to it, and and I know the people are as well, so let's uh, not keep anyone waiting. First up this week. Uh, Politics, of course, was center stage for several new stories, including the GOP's attempt to impeach a cabinet member and the black congressman who stopped it from happening. Vanessa, let's start with you. Tell us more about this story and then Mike will come to you. Oh, it was high drama. Mm -hmm. The House Republicans thought they had the numbers. Mm -hmm. Three House Republicans were voting with the Democrats. So they took that into account. This was against, of course, their move to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. But cue the music. At the last second, in a wheelchair, in his hospital gown, in tan socks, Mm -hmm. in rolls, Representative Al Green, the black congressman from Texas, with the vote, he tied it up 215 to 215, which made the measure go down in defeat. Mm-hmm. The Republicans didn't count on him coming in. He just had emergency surgery, but he shows up. He says he was determined to cast a vote and it was very personal to him. Mm-hmm. Mike, let's get you to weigh in, man. Yeah, Vanessa mentioned him coming in, you know, in a wheelchair in his hospital gown. But he might as well have been wearing a Superman cape <laughs> as the Democrats are concerned because uh, he came in and saved the day for what they were trying to do. Um, wow. I, I mean, talk about high drama. Vanessa had it right. Uh, the thing is, though, that it's not over with. The Republicans are vowing to do it again. In fact, I just read in the next couple of days they're planning to take that vote again when Steve Scalise comes back. 
Sure. who's also in the hospital. So, you know, they may be successful this time, but it's really not likely he's going to be found guilty in a trial um, because the Democrats control the U.S. Senate and they're not going for it. Right. So the thing about this one is it's sort of strange because I think that uh, uh, Mr. Green put it best. He says, I had to cast this vote because this is a good, decent man whose reputation should not be besmirched. And this is him talking of uh, Mr. Mayorkas. Um, the truth of the matter is that after the, uh, the special investigation into Joe Biden's handling of uh, sensitive documents, um, there was really nothing that they could do to move forward with the impeachment of Joe Biden. And so they shifted their focus to to Mr. Mayorkas so that they could have something to show, right? That this has been a, a very unproductive uh, Congress. And so um, doing something is kind of the order of the day. And going after Mr. Mayorkas, if I'm not mistaken, is an attempt to follow Trump's leadership. He wants to campaign on Biden having a weak border. And despite the Republicans uh, putting forth measures that would secure the border and, and there was enough bipartisan support to see it all the way through the Republicans ultimately backed off at the, at the, or, at Trump's orders and uh, are leaving the border vulnerable so that again, Donald Trump can campaign on that saying Joe Biden has a weak border. I'll make the border strong. Right. Um, and so they're kind of moving in a way that the country uh, is, is vulnerable so that they could, uh, so that they could um how would i say this advance their own specific agenda to get trump back into the white house right and the president can campaign on it as well because they see i had a plan yep. it was all set up but guess who he torpedoed it absolutely he right torpedoed it. um but uh you know uh, and not to sidestep the uh the actual headline here um you know al green kind of rolling up and an Uber of all things, he took an Uber from the hospital to kind of save the day, just kind of it, it shows what we can do when we're all motivated. We're all on the same page and we all stand up in the face of not only uh, unfounded opposition, but in in the face of like really, let's be honest, like foolishness. And so kudos to Al Green for, um, you know, making it to the top of this week's news cycle. So we'll take it. Moving on, we're going to uh, stay in Texas, where Al Green is from, for our next story, which involves the police shooting of an unarmed woman who was visiting a friend's apartment in Harris County near the city of Houston. Mike, this time we're going to start with you. Give us some more details on the story. And of course, Vanessa, we'll, we'll get your thoughts afterward. Yeah, so there's a black woman named Ebony Pouncey. She was at a friend's house and got locked out. Um, ben Crump is now representing her. Uh, he says they crawled through a window because they couldn't get in. And a neighbor, thinking it was a robbery, called 911. When police got there, they came to the door to check it out. And Ebony came to the door with a gun, a legally registered gun. And the cops fired. Now, of course, the cops had no way of knowing whether this was a legally registered gun or what the intent was. But... um the assumption was that she was a bad person. She was the bad guy in this because she had the gun in her hand. So Trump is comparing what happened to the killing of Breonna Taylor four years ago. But in this case, the woman did survive. 
she is being treated. I mean, she was shot five times, so she's definitely going to be, has a long road to recovery. But in a press release, Trump said, communities deserve to have full faith that law enforcement officers will not shoot us based on their own instinct or fear. And he goes on to say, but they will rather rely on training and learn skills to protect the public and themselves from unnecessary harm. So this is kind of one of those, man, I, I try to look at it from both sides because a law enforcement officer really doesn't know everything that's going on. Sometimes when they pull out their gun, they were called to the house by a neighbor thinking something, um, you know, mischievous was going on. But this also happened to another black woman, uh, a Tatiana Jefferson in Texas. She was in her own house with a legally owned gun. A neighbor called, said something was suspicious. Officer came to the backyard, saw her standing there and just fired. In that case, he didn't introduce himself as an, as a, you know, an officer, didn't say anything. He just shot. But, um, I mean, this kind of thing seems to happen so much and, you know, we need the cops to protect us, of course, but they're also getting fear. Uh, you know, they're also fearful of getting shot themselves. They want to go home at the end of their shifts. And uh, sometimes they draw quickly, fire quickly, and they make bad decisions. So, mm. Vanessa, let's get your thoughts. Yeah, it was uh, really a, a series of unfortunate uh, consequences because the cops were already at this particular complex um, because of a break-in. And so they were there investigating a break-in when another neighbor runs up to them and says, there's another break-in. Um, mm -hmm. There's a window broken. Yeah, so that's they what run I, yeah. from that scene over there mm -hmm. and they look through the window. They see someone inside the house with a gun and they fire. And yeah, the huge difference. I know uh, Ben Crump is kind of you know, saying this is just like Breonna Taylor is that, you know, Ebony is certainly alive and she's recovering from the bullet wounds and the trauma. Um, but yeah, there, there definitely has to be a way um, for, you know, they call it, you know, trigger firing, trigger happy or whatever. There has to be a way uh, to, to find out, you know, whether it is a criminal or someone who, legitimately belongs in the house and yeah. in this case she legitimately belonged yeah. um why they broke in through the window you know they were locked out obviously but you know there may should have been a better way to get into the apartment than breaking in the window and going through the window but you know it, that's what happened and unfortunately you know we have a situation where these cops um you know who are on administrative leave uh will have to answer for for their actions I want to share a bit from the uh, the press release. Uh, it says the Harris County Sheriff's Office said deputies knocked on the front door of Pouncey's friend's apartment after noticing a broken window. Uh, so I think to your point, Vanessa, they were actually called to a different apartment. And then someone else mentioned, hey, there's a broken window over here. Then they went to the to the second apartment where where Pouncey was, was in the apartment. Um, in any event, I'll, I'll keep reading. Uh, it says deputies could see into the apartment through the broken window. One deputy saw a female approaching the door holding a firearm. The Harris County Sheriff's Office press release said two deputies discharged their duty weapon, striking the adult female. The deputies immediately rendered life-saving efforts requesting emergency medical services. Um, so what I noticed here is that 
there is at least not written. This may have happened, but I didn't see this in the press release. There's no, um, no announcement. Hey, this is the police, right? And then there's no announcement to drop the weapon. So it, it might, might exist. So I'll, I'll see that, but it, it's not documented. Um, and those are two critical steps because technically the, we have the right to bear arms. You, as you mentioned, as you both mentioned, it's a legally registered firearm. Um, I'm not sure the, 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 the socioeconomic landscape of, of where this apartment is located, what part of the city this is in, in, in Houston. But, um, you know, for some folks, it makes them feel safe. I, I know that for women in particular who live alone or, you know, travel alone a lot, you know, that might make them feel safer. And so having a, a, a firearm is something that, you know, you have a right at, to as a citizen. And I think that this type of behavior from the police who are able to enjoy qualified immunity, who always get the benefit of the doubt, who get to be scared. You don't answer your front door with a gun if you're not scared. But you can get shot. The police, <laughs> they get to be scared all the time, right? Um, and, and then they have the law on their side when they're afraid, right? Um, I think that what this shows is that there is no real right to bear arms in this country if it could cost you your life. You know, you mentioned Breonna Taylor. She did not survive. And and we're talking about Ebony Pouncey. No matter what, she's forever changed. Imagine getting shot five times in your own apartment because you didn't know who was knocking on the door. Well, there's an answer to it all. And Ben Crump has been calling for it. It's called mm -hmm. release the body cam. Mm. And that will tell us exactly what happened. Well, you know, there's there's something there, too. And I appreciate that because you're right. When the body cams are released unredacted, unedited in, in their entirety, um, we are able to see what happens. Right. So perhaps the police did, you know, to your point, perhaps the police did shout, hey, it's the police open the door, you know, drop the weapon, anything like that. But um, regardless, you know, the the the, the sequence of events um, at least in, in my coverage of these sorts of things has, it, it, it's, it's a constant, you know, the police show up, the police get scared, the police shoot. And if there's a gun present, the police have every right. This is the right that we give them as a society. They have every right to take deadly action. Um, even if you're not, you don't have a gun, you can have a, a walking stick or, you know, I, I see, I saw a video it comes to mind now of a, a student picking up trash with a trash grabber. You know, and the police be became aggressive with him because they called it a weapon. He's like, yo, I'm picking up trash on the campus where I live. This is not a weapon. I mean, you no harm. You have a gun. That's a weapon. Right. And so um, the narrative that gets chronicled always is in the favor of the police. And that's the part that's very unfortunate. And we, and, and we mentioned on this show with some frequency police training. And unfortunately, the data shows that increased police training does not work. You know, um, and this is something anybody can look up themselves. Of course, I've done a whole <laughs> whole report on this on Civic Cipher. But, you know, this is this exists for public consumption. Um, I believe it's the Washington University in St. Louis that comes to mind uh, where they have a very um, uh, approachable report that they've done. But they're, they're not the only one who have done studies on this. Um, and so this is something to, like, bear in mind that when we have this powder keg of impoverished communities and you know, over policing and the police get all the rights to protect themselves, but people living in poor communities don't. And they often are overwhelmingly black and brown. Um, then what you end up with is citizens who could argue that they perhaps need the right to bear arms more than anyone else. 
um, who actually don't get that right because now they have a new enemy, you know, a de facto enemy in the police. And so this is a very unfortunate situation, but Ben Crump's on it. So we'll see, you know, how it resolves itself. Can, can I just mention that, you know, Please. from a police perspective, mm -hmm. and, and they often say this, they had a split second to make a decision. Mm -hmm. um, and they want to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they make the right ones, sometimes they make the wrong ones. But then you have cops who perhaps got on the force for the wrong reasons, or they don't like the communities they're patrolling. Mm -hmm. There's a story that we did this week in Columbus, Ohio, where this happened two years ago, but the officer is now on trial for murder as a white cop. Black man was walking to his home with, according to the, the, the man, keys in one hand and a bag, a Subway sandwich bag in the other hand. And the cop says the man turned to him and or, or excuse me, aimed a gun at him twice. But he didn't have he did have a gun on him legally carried but the dispute is did he aim it did he even hear the cop he had airpods in his ear so the cop says oh well he, he didn't uh follow my commands to stop they testified he didn't even hear any commands to stop so it goes back to this age-old thing oh there was a shiny object in in his hand and that's and the officer thought that was a gun there was another one in Columbus where the guy had a cell phone sitting outside of his garage. He wasn't bothering anybody. And the cops said, oh, he had a shiny object. I thought it was a gun. And so, you know, these kinds of things continue to happen. And it's very, very unfortunate in our community. Yeah. One time there was a situation where somebody had a candy bar in his hand. And I guess the silver paper wrapping uh, the officer thought it was a gun. That was a New York case. Infamous, infamous New York case. Black Information Network news anchors Vanessa Tyler and Mike Stevens are here with us discussing this week's major stories. The Black Information Network. I think it's caused us really to focus on the equity and inclusion piece and not just the diversity piece. Celebrating Black history. Then. The die is cast. As I said, we're not asking. We're saying this is the way it's going to be. And now. Making sure that, yeah, that was a first, but it won't be the only time that that's happened. We want to make sure that we can continue to do new things. Because our story continues. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All right. There's <laughs> a lot in the air. Uh, so uh, let's, let's keep it going. Uh, up next... Sad news coming out of Georgia this week for a black couple that lost their baby during labor uh, in a case that has now been ruled a homicide. Um, Vanessa, it feels only right to start with you this time. Uh, why don't you share more with us uh, on this story? And then, Mike, we'll get your thoughts afterward. I can't even say the words without feeling the pain. Yeah, decapitated. Decapitated. The baby was decapitated during a rough delivery. I never mm -hmm. even heard of such a thing. Now, the young parents say that is what happened, and the hospital in Georgia tried to cover it up. The medical examiner ruled it was a homicide, death by actions of another person. The mother, mother Jessica Ross, says she was pushing for three hours. She asked for a C-section and was refused. Mm -hmm. In their lawsuit, they say the obstetrician used, and this is a quote, ridiculously excessive force that uh, there was a fracture of the cervical vertebrae in the spine of this baby. The couple said they couldn't hold or touch their baby and only learned the truth when the funeral home wondered why authorities were not involved due to the condition of the body. This is a horrible, horrible story. Mm -hmm. And gets to the heart. I was going to just add and gets to the heart to the big issue that we've been discussing for months now which is, you know, when black mothers, no matter what your income level, go to the hospital, uh, pregnant mothers, they're often not listened to. Uh, they're often mistreated. They're often in so much more pain. And unfortunately, increasingly, they are often uh, die during labor and, and delivery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mike, let's get you to um, jump in here, too. Yeah, as Vanessa mentioned, we've been doing so many stories on uh, black maternal health. Mm -hmm. I mean, even at the White House, there have been um, a, there's been a push to improve this. You know, I don't know in this particular story, you know, what the doctor's background is or, you know, really some of what went on in that in that room. But things seem to happen so often to African-Americans, particularly women when giving birth and they're very vulnerable we need more black doctors. We need more um, for men and women that care, that are aware of the different disparities. Uh, even black doctors um, say that, you know, this kind of disparity goes on. It's, it's just an unfortunate thing that there are some doctors who treat black patients differently. Don't know if that's the case this time they'll investigate, but, you know, the, the possibility definitely exists. Yeah. Um, in the interest of preserving a degree of journalistic integrity, I'm going to share a statement from the hospital um, before we move on. 
So a spokesperson for Southern Regional Medical Center said the hospital could not comment on the ruling due to the ongoing litigation. Um, in August, the medical center said in a statement that it denies the allegations of wrongdoing and that this unfortunate infant death occurred in utero prior to the delivery and decapitation. The hospital, the hospital also said it voluntarily reported the death to the Clayton County Medical Examiner's Office and is cooperating with all investigations. Moving on. Um, for our final story, it's back to politics. Uh, we kind of touched on this a little earlier. Um, the collapse of the bipartisan immigration bill, a.k.a. the border bill. So, Mike, uh, you're going to start us off this time and uh, bring us up to speed. And Vanessa, we'll come to you second. Yeah. So circling back to what we discussed earlier, mm -hmm. um, you know, the Republicans have been crying, begging, demanding a, uh, a bill that would uh, secure the border. The Democrats came up with a bipartisan bill mm -hmm. um, that that would satisfy, you know, under normal circumstances, what they're what they were calling for. But they refused to even take up the bill. It yeah. was defeated, I believe, in the Senate before it even got to the House, which is usually the upper chamber is usually a little more reasonable with these kinds of things. But it, you know, with the input of Donald Trump, they said. Uh, they decided not even to proceed with this particular legislation, mm -hmm. which would have made things different at the at the border. Mm -hmm. and we have so many Democratic black mayors saying this is ridiculous to allow all these or to bus all these migrants in and they can't feed them. They can't house them. It it's It's just making everybody desperate for some sort of change at the border. And they didn't. At the same time, they're going after Alejandro Mayorkas, Secretary of Homeland Security, for how he has handled the border crisis. So mm -hmm. it's 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Not just ironic. It, Ridiculous. It, that's another, word. <laughs> you know, because it's a, a political year. Yeah. And because Donald Trump is involved and because they don't want to give Joe Biden a win coming into um, November. Vanessa, let's get your thoughts. It, it, it's um, interesting that this deal was already announced by the House uh, Republicans that it was dead on arrival. Mm -hmm. But the Senate Republicans, you know, definitely worked on the deal and were pushing for it. They thought it was a great deal until the phone calls started coming. Um, yeah. And uh, then one by one, they begin to peel away. And Mitch McConnell, who's the leader in the Senate, was extremely upset, you know, uh, McConnell and, and Trump, but you can, you know, no law, love lost between those two. But he said, you know, this is this is crazy how they caved in. Um, of course, it would have been a win for Biden, um, but he can still now say, like I said earlier, that he had a solution and the Republicans for purely political reasons killed it. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the crazy thing about it is that, um, from from what I remember, they they packed the bill full of like foreign aid for Ukraine and um, like Israel or or something like that. They 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 stuffed it with elements that had nothing to do with the border because it was what the Republicans wanted in the bill. And so to me, that suggests that the Democrats were eager to work something out. And now, because the country is so divided, we often get our news from really 
polarized sources, increasingly polarized sources. So now the narrative that will be chronicled, at least on one side, to a good number of people um, in this country will be that, you know, the Democrats continue to be weak on border. And I think that that flies in the face of the actual behavior. But depending on how you report this, what you choose to highlight and leave out, um, you can convince folks of just about anything. And uh, this is the strategy that <laughs> the, the the great cult leader uh, wanted from his followers and he got it. And as a result, the American people have a, a weaker border in the meantime. And so um, we'll see if there's any work around, but at present it's, it, we'll, we'll just have to see about that. So we'll leave it right there. Um, as always, I'd like to thank you both very much for your brilliance um, for your professionalism and you know, with you two, it's it's kind of interesting because there are these really interesting challenges that are are certainly welcome um, in these conversations. Because you know, I don't know that one perspective and one side gets us from where we are to where we need to be. Um, but when folks do not engage and present different optics and different vantage points, it makes it it's 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 a little scarier believe it or not and the truth of the matter is pure gold fears no fire you know um and that's only going to make it pure and stronger and so um these conversations are always welcome here uh, again i'd like to thank you both once again today's guests our black information network news anchors vanessa tyler and mike Stevens. this has been a production of the black information network today's show is produced by chris thompson have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media, and I'll be hosting another episode of Civic Cipher this weekend on a station near you. For stations, showtimes, and podcast info, check civiccipher.com. And join us Monday as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.